Yo. It's lit. I just wanted to hear the choir. All right, all right. Thank Welcome to, to the Italian I Can't. Listeners. Yes, the Italian listeners. Shout outs to the Italian Dream. I had a foreign exchange student named Alex last year. Good student. I'm going to tell him to listen to this podcast just because we have his we national anthem on him. Huh? And we name dropped him. Yeah, Alex. Shout out to the Alex. The Italian Dream. Found him on Instagram at Alex. At Alex Pianese or Alexandro Pianese or. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so wow, I think this is actually episode forty. That um, an even forty. Forty um, total. Yes, yeah, forty. Okay. Forty total. Like, um, y'all have only been here for thir- <laughs> three now, but uh, I've been here for all forty. Shout outs. Um, so what's going on, guys? How so y'all living? We need. I'm tired. I'm pretty good. You know, working. We're from just home from the school. we're just jumping right into it. But I think. Capitalism is whooping my butt. Yes, it's... Speaking of capitalism. <laughs> so, That's we a need nice to segue. address the... The elef- the, 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 the behemoth that the is room. in the room. Yes. This is probably, up to this date, the biggest protest in sports. I think... Maybe, maybe when they... I forget which Olympics it was. But the when, 19... It's either 1968. No, I think it is 1968. It's the, the Olympics where they they put the fist up yep, yep. and they didn't wear shoes or, or it was something about like showing their pride or something. <laughs> they didn't wear shoes. Someone, someone, um, someone like didn't suck that racists. No, it was it was like a statement. I don't remember about it, but um, maybe that standing up to like you know, but that's the Olympics. But for American sports in particular, this is probably when the Bucks decided not to play today. Yeah, and protests due to the shooting. That's probably that's big. That's big. I mean, and and I tell you what, it's one of those things where it's like the the origins can kind of be traced back to yesterday. Um, the Celtics and I think it was the Raptors were kind of talking about it a little bit. But when the when the Bucks and the Magic actually were like, all right, we are actually not. And then that manifested itself into the Lakers and uh, uh, the Lakers saying that they're not going to play. All the games were canceled. All the games were canceled today. And not only that, but and and like I think that it's one of those things where like it's kind of turned over into every sport now. Like the WNBA, they're not playing. They're more vocal than anyone. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Let's go ladies. They had bullet holes on their shirts and spelled out the guy who got shot's name, Jacob Blake. Really? Yeah, they had bullet holes spelling out his name. The NBA with bigger balls in the NBA. I think so. Dude, that's... ovaries. Shout out to Overage. We all come from them. Um, yes, sir. I think that it's one of those things where, like, the NBA, it's been very vocal for some time now, and it's translated that vocalness, the the willingness to step out now. They're not as kind of vocal to some people as the WNBA, but I think what we're going to see is they're, we've seen that the, the MLB is affected, WNBA is affected, NBA is affected. But I, I got to ask you, do you think that this is going to last? Like, do you think that we are going to have any games for the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? I'll, I'll let Avery go first. I mean, who's who's to say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's uh, 
could be anywhere from like a week pause just to let it not say die down but let it marinate and then they'll get back to the games because they didn't come to the bubble and everything just to cancel the season for a month you know what I mean yeah well I don't think the players some of the players for sure wanted to finish the season for sure Please get out of that chair. But I, I would say that they already, I read a report that they were already upset with the conditions in the bubble being isolated, and this was just like the, the straw that broke the camel's back form. So I'm thinking you're not, I know that apparently tomorrow at 8 something, all of the people in the bubble, all the players are getting into a meeting. And if the police officers who shot that guy, is not arrested or charged or something, players ain't playing. That's crazy. I, the players aren't playing. Now, I gotta ask you this, and, and this now, is... Now, I would like to put out, you know, that, that I think all of us in the room can understand why that was unjustified in yeah. that scenario. We're not gonna get into, like, the whole thing there, but we're talking about sports, but, like, if this, this, was, this was big enough of an event on top of George Floyd for me to think... What's his name? Can someone look up his Jacob name? Blake. Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. I don't want to like. I want to say his name. Show him respect. He's, he's I think, paralyzed now. And, From the waist down. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's. But he's I think he's instead of going to make it. So that's good. A somewhat of a better story ending than yeah. we had, we had anticipated. Side. But I think the players are right in this scenario. Now, my only concern <laughs> is. This could absolutely shoot the bubble down. Like, if the players just leave, you're, what is the NBA going to do? Because that—that's a good question of what does the yeah. how, how much power do players have in their league? Well, let the me, NBA. Let me, I'm sorry. I, I got the strongest players association. The strongest player association. And to put in perspective, I think like LeBron James has more followers on Instagram and on Twitter and all that than the actual league, the NBA itself. There's other like Odell Beckham Jr has like 7 million followers. The NFL has 5.7. So, but the problem is in the NFL, there's less players. But I think in the NBA, you have the strongest, most vocal, well, besides the WNBA, but that's a different because... Now, let me ask you this. And, and this is kind <laughs> yeah. of staying on the same topic of player power. How much power does the players have? Um, I, this is cheerily devil's advocate because... I, like I said, I, I've told everybody this. I'm a moderate through and through, and so I always try to bring up that other side. We will, yeah, you. But can, I think you're, if as long as you prefer that you're trying to be. Yeah, and, and, and but I'm going to be honest with you. Even if I wasn't devil's advocate, and I truly believe this, I think that this oversensitivity that this culture that we're in right now, I think it's toxic for everybody. Whether it's on one side or the other, I don't like it. Um, and if I get canceled for it, whatever happens, happens. Um, but this over-hyper, the this over-sensitivity where everything, ev- like, if I don't say something, if I don't if I don't agree with you in a certain way, then... You agree with other people. I, I agree with other people. <laughs> I just think that, like, to, in society, and I've always said this, we are at the most polarized that I think we've ever been. Since the Civil War. Probably. Since the Civil War, probably. for sure. And I think that this is one. And honestly, I like we're at the election of 19, 1860. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like to my history majors out there, love you. Shout out. Um, but yeah. I think that it's kind of going back to kind of what I was talking about. 
if you if I didn't show up for my job, if if I was at working at a restaurant and I just didn't show up, and I said I was boycotting it, do you think that my bosses would care that I was boycotting it, or would I get fired? I think that you would get fired for sure. And I and I know what maybe, people are going to say that it's with, like maybe with like if if something happened where like uh, I work for UPS, if like my boss called someone the n-word or something and i decided not to work for him maybe that's one of those scenarios where it's like i'm not but you know that's you're talking about you know you have to work to make money i think the difference in the nba is find a Giannis antetokounmpo replacement i bet you can't like yeah, that is I'll, the problem i can as a teacher i could substitute maybe not right now but like <laughs> you're working in a warehouse you want to protest unless you have a union or something but you know this individual but, in the NBA is powerful, but when a team decides not to play, what when can you, do you do? Think, when do you think that an individual is too powerful? I, so, for instance, like you talk about player strikes and all that kind of stuff, like where literally, like, say for instance, things don't change, and the whole NBA for the rest of the season says, you know what, we're done. I think that's that, going to have ramifications on the NBA, the teams, the players, everything. I think my big takeaway from this is they can increase the NBA is the only thing only pretty much like the biggest sport in the United States today. I mean baseball's happening it's big too, but the NBA I hear people talking about it with people who heck I I I some have some friends who are way bigger football fans than the NBA, but since the NBA is going on, it's the only thing going on since we've lost all the preseason stuff. They're yeah. talking and watching the NBA. So they can add a microphone. I think the problem is, can they change anything? And that's my big takeaway from like sports. Because if I was a player, yes, I would unify around my team and say... Um, I would unify around my team and say, if this is... Because I'm I'm white, so that's a definite. There's a difference. If I was African American, I could feel more strongly, have different views, go through different things. But I would rally behind my team and say, "Sure, this is if this is what we're doing. I'm sticking as a team." But if like you're on a baseball team and like half the team wants to play and half doesn't, because they say like, "Well, we'll stand up for it, but we still want to play the sport we love." I'm I'm wondering if they would get a backlash. If like if team if some if some basketball game does go off, what does that say about? Are they like going to be criticized for like not taking a stand? Because if, you know, that's the questions I would have. Like, and and what, my what question is, and Connor, we have talked about it. I mean, honestly, the first day, like, we played disc golf, they're boycotting, right? They're, the whole NBA is boycotting. The WNBA is boycotting. Baseball is boycotting. But what are they boycotting? What change has to happen? Because to me, it's one of those things where they're boycotting social injustice. They're boycotting police brutality. But there's not a clear and concise goal. And to me that, and I know that we're kind of getting more, like, shifting between political and sports. Well, this is, this is, this is the few times we're like, when, like, going back, going back to, like, the Kaepernick kneeling. People would say, it's disrespectful to the flag. But then Kaepernick would say, it's not about the flag, it's about police brutality. And I feel like, but what, what can we change? Like, to me, it's just... I feel I feel that right now, unfortunately, I do not see the man at the top 
<laughs> caring. He's I'm have I he cares more about people kneeling than people getting shot. So I, I will. I, I think will, that he cares more about re-election than any of that. So unless we see actual laws put into place, I don't know. The problem is it isn't. You know, I can see people like fighting for civil rights. Ending segregation is a clear, concise goal. This goal is a lot more fluid, and it's not like we want to end segregation. Segregation ends. Okay, that's the end of it. But for this, for police brutality, it's like you're having to affect the entire. I mean, yes, hopefully police officers are taking this into consideration. They see the NBA and they go, you know what? Maybe this. You know, maybe at least. Maybe one of them saw this and said, "This is this is this is it. I have to change, or I'm quitting, or something." But I don't know. That's the problem. Is this is the time where I think to myself, like the NBA players could actually, because we're in a pandemic. I think that also helps that they're bubbled. nobody else. They're nobody bubbled. else is doing it. Yeah, anything. like they're bubbled together. They're bubbled together in this room. So like, if like the Suns are off playing in New York versus the Knicks and Portland somewhere else, and you got people flying and news. Fans. And once the once the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to play, you know the Lakers knew about it. The um, um, it probably before they're probably texting each other. So I don't know how this might affect football because football is 14, 15 days away. How yeah. is that going to if a, if the Cowboys? Even though some I saw a tweet out there saying Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott would have that team out there threatening under knife to play. <laughs> um, if like you will play, if the Steelers, if like Mike Tomlin, like ra- rallied his team as one of the few black coaches in the NFL, said no. Let's say there's a shoot. Let's God forbid there's a shooting in like Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin says Steelers are not playing. That'd be wild. What what would the NFL do? Do you forfeit the loss and say whatever we'll take it? But here's here's another thing, and this is kind of going back to that player power stuff like that. You are you are one hundred a thousand percent right. LeBron James and everybody else in the NBA, they are in a pandemic. They have the biggest platform. And so whatever happens, Doc Rivers showed that last night. Whatever they say is going to be published, criticized, admired, like everything. But let me ask you this. And this is sheer a, once again, kind of a devil's advocate. You look at Doc Rivers last night. You look at LeBron James. You look at Kyle Kuzma. You look at A, B, and C and what they've said, and they have been heralded for their their courage of standing up and whatever. What about, and this kind of goes back to this hypersensitivity kind of culture that we live in, what about a Drew Brees? What about a uh, another person who just doesn't agree with the same principles that they believe in? Because... To me, it's one of those things where it's like, if we're having, it, it's one of those things. First Amendment, you have freedom of speech. So Doc Rivers, uh, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, they have the right, every right to say what they have to say. But Drew Brees, even though he might have misunderstood like what the kneeling was about and stuff like that, he still, Tony Dungy said it best, like it is still his job, like he still has the right to say what he has to say. I think And to me it's just hypocritical when people are like, Oh, we want to speak up, but the people who speak up You're not allowed. You're not allowed, exactly. That's I, my, that's just my thing. I think in sports particular, you as teachers we hold everyone to high standards. 
that's one thing you're automatically taught. Jacob can agree you have to hold every student to the highest standard possible. Um, you have to hold everyone to high standards. But I think a big difference is if you met an individual walking down the side of the road who like bumped into you really aggressive, you know people who like just hit you with their shoulder and you're like, bro, like what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? And they're like, ah, that dude's just a jerk, leave him alone. But if I'm walking down... Or the- asking for... Asking for a pallet when he only has one box. Yeah. Like, if, um, if, if I'm if I'm walking down the street and like Christian McCaffrey rams into me, I would that's suddenly. Yo, he, that's, I'm sorry for getting in your way, bro. Yeah, like I I would t- tiptoe around I'm, that man. I'm but, not washing my shoulder. There's a story that my my that's my story. My friend told me it was like he was in Dallas or something and he didn't tip a guy at a um, at a at a hotel and he's like oh he's a jerk and I'm like. One, no, he's not. He's a great individual. I'm McCaffrey Homer, and I love that guy. But we hold him to high standards. If LeBron James came out, I think, and said what Deshaun Jackson said about the anti-Semitism. Oh. Boom. LeBron is canceled. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the China situation with Hong Kong, he took, but when a, can he took so, flack when for can it. somebody make a mistake and be forgiven? I because think, to I me, think, well, you're not allowed to but, but, but look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees was 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 criticized. He sat with his team. He says, "I I apologize." I think you can say whatever you want to say in the comfort of your own home, but you have the freedom of speech. But for the NBA, let's say all of a sudden, some dude wore a swat. Let's go to the most extreme counterpoint. Some dude walked out there with a with a swastika on. You're never playing in the NBA. Period. You're never yeah. doing anything again because we, as a culture, is deemed that. Unless you're Riley Cooper, um, he's I'm the sorry. one who said the N word on the for the Eagles a couple years back. Yeah, just for the people who so were, yeah, and then they sign new extension. Well, I think um, <laughs> that there's an individual. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets had a announcer who like tweeted out something and it used the N word, and he's like, "I'm sorry, my phone auto corrected to that." And people go, "Phones don't auto correct." To a racial slur, unless you type it enough, he was he was kicked out. Um, but I would say, unfortunately, it's a business. It's a business. The end game is a business. If the NBA, I guarantee, you, I don't really take stock in ratings. I read, you know, that's a big argument. It's like, oh, ratings are down. People are watching UFC now. If all <laughs> of a sudden the NBA revenue, let's say, dropped 50, 60, 70 percent. Owners would have those players. They fire them. They get players who would align with what they say because it's a business. But here's the thing: why, if it's a business, and somebody who speaks out against the counterculture is blasphemed? But look, look at the NBA. They fired an individual who said, "Yeah, I think Hong Kong should have a democracy." Those people are protesting for their rights and their freedoms. It's being taken away, and the NBA was like, "Hey, shut up." We make a lot of money in China. You don't understand the situation. Sit down and be quiet. Fired that guy for the Rockets because Yao Ming was on the Rockets. The context, a lot of uh, Asians and Asian Americans liked the Rockets because Yao Ming was a big star to them. You know, you see an Asian American. Well, he was Asian at the time. He came over from Asia, but uh, especially time, Chinese. He, 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 he is white. He time. is white now. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. He's, you know, that was a big thing for them. But let's say, for example, you know, we can speak about, which we rightfully should. I'm a big believer in if something is wrong, it's wrong. It's not a what if, oh, but what about that? But I, I do I, agree that there is a point where if someone said, if some, if, if some guy was like, I'm playing basketball tomorrow, I don't care. 
he would be ridiculed. See, I'm going to be honest with you. I disagree with you. I don't think that if it's wrong, it's wrong. Because I think that, and this is just uh, me as a purely history moderate person, I think that it's based on perspective. Uh, Everything's on perspective. Everything's based on perspective, but what's wrong for one person might not be wrong for something else. Now, if we're talking about something drastic like killing and raping and stuff like that, that's completely different. Like, I feel like that's universally, like... Considered wrong, it should be. But even something as extreme as like homosexuality, abortion, like other heavy topics, like based on your perspective, whether you grew up in a liberal home or a conservative home, a Christian household, an atheist household. So, like, I think that it's based upon each person, it's based upon each person. And so, like, for my dad, and my dad's listening right now, for him to have a his father to be like. A police officer for 32 years, he automatically is probably going to take the police officer's side. Where if some if the child of George Floyd grows up, they're probably going to have a huge distrust of police, like to begin with. And so I think it's it's all based on perspective. Um, I think that one person's its opinions are like buttholes. Everybody like <laughs> everybody has them. Nobody likes them. Okay. I think in the NBA and the NFL and, and, and golf and, and even in all major sports, Tiger Woods took a lot of flack as a um, Asian African American. You know, I remember people used to say, "What at is the time?" He's like, "Yeah, at the time." I remember there was a I was watching a video about him. Some of the older, uh, wider golfers were like, "Ah, he needs to go eat his like you know, what is he gonna go eat fried chicken and collard greens?" Like obvious statements like that. They said that. I, I it, there's a clip you can look it up. But oh man, I would say something like. If the N- the NBA took an action today, which I believe is acceptable, they boycotted. It. If they said we're not playing any more games this season, I'm already looking at the just the massive amount of tweets we all received from every NBA or ESPN person that we I follow now because most of the fantasy football. But as soon as we saw Bucks have boycotted, this is real. It's not. It's nothing anymore. We're at this point, I don't think the owners could stop the players. I and I'm going to be honest with you. I think that this, if anything, has brought as much, if not more, attention than we've been paying attention for the last two, three months to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and so I think that it has done its goal of bringing back attention. But it's like it goes back to the original question: What powers do players have? And I know that you made the good. You made a good point of like you cannot find an, a Gian, another Giannis. You cannot find another Dwight Howard who is seven two and can rebound and all that yeah, kind of if, stuff. But if, if Luka Doncic was like, I think it depends even in football, um, how good the player is. If uh, to a certain extent, like there's an extreme, like if if if. Teddy Bridgewater or any of the players said some wild stuff. Like, if Mason Rudolph really did say the N-word as he got hit with a helmet, <laughs> yeah, that's cause to fire him. Yeah. But I would say that, like, Drew Brees isn't being replaced by the Saints. So he, I think, is going to give him be given more leeway within the organization than... But I think that Drew Brees isn't getting fired by the Saints because he apologized. If he, what, if he didn't apologize... We could be talking about something entirely different. I, I think he could have doubled down on his statement and, and, and be hated. He wouldn't be replaced. Now, if you were some third-string 
wide receiver who said some dumb stuff, cut. Deshaun Jackson, I think it was, is it Deshaun Jackson who said yeah, the yeah. anti? He said the anti-Semitism um, thing, and he said he needed to educate himself. And there was a few other individuals who agreed with him, and there was a big backlash. And I believe the Eagles owners are Jewish, so I'm sure you know that hit them close to home. And yeah. and I understand that the African American population has taken a lot of beatings and a lot of oppression for a long time. And I think the only other community out there who could potentially compete for that horrific trophy would probably be the Jewish community. But, you know, he was ridiculed, but he still has his job, I think. Was he not, was he Was he kept or was I he think fired? he apologized. He apologized. I think he, he may have been fined. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not going to say it. I don't think he did. I think I, he apologized. The problem is there is no clear guidelines for this. Yeah. You know, if, if you punched a baby, we all know that's wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. I wasn't ready. That. <laughs> you weren't ready for it. Like, if 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 the if like Derrick Henry tomorrow, like I see a headline that said Derrick Henry punched a baby. I'm like, wow, that baby's not alive. That that that's wrong. But if he said if Derrick Henry, who I love to death, he's King Henry to me. He carried me to a few wins last year. If he said something that was like somewhat demeaning of someone else or somewhat upsetting. I think that he can apologize for it. Like, words carry some weight, but not everything. Yeah. A- actions carry, I think, I think more weight unless now. Unless it's directly hateful, directly, like, superbly offensive versus, like, a casual mistake that could be taken as sensitive or, what's it called, like, get canceled for making a mistake you made 10 years ago. And I'm not saying, like, saying something racist. I'm like... You accidentally like made fun of someone. Who, Mitchell Trubisky saying like see, he likes to kiss titties. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like you shouldn't be canceled. You made a mistake. Move on. You grow as a person. It's yeah, like I think you, if, if, as long as they uh, understand and apologize. It's like if everyone you ever wronged canceled you and you never had a relationship with that person. Like, what's the point? But I say, I say as of right now, this is still developing. We don't know. There's talks of potentially the league being in jeopardy, but you know maybe next podcast. We can talk about more of the fallout. NFL players are already responding. A lot will happen in this week. Yeah, so we'll be watching it closely. Now, what is coming up is the NFL. And that means fantasy. Yes, sir. And let's pray to God we have a full season. I just want to watch some football. Same. Unfortunately, I just want to watch some football. (laughs) I'll support them in in their boycotts if I'd be selfish and say if they boycotted, I'd respect them. Uh, I'm going to want to watch some football. Why did you say unfortunately? Because of your team? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh. I mean, this is fantasy football. Yeah. Oh, McCaff- oh. McCaffrey's the best player available. He's on a Panthers team, which could suck. That <laughs> man's a, a, a genius. So I'm going to ask y'all. Uh, we print out a few sheets, give our opinions. Uh, we're going to look at the top five in each position, running back, quarterback, and wide receiver, maybe Whoa. potentially tight ends. Sorry, I just looked at this. And I'm thinking... We have some thoughts, you know, maybe if you think someone should be higher up. Uh, I hear a lot of people are big on Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs. I think he'd be higher up than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All right, so let's, let's give them the rundown as to what, what it says. So for, if we're going to start at quarterbacks, um, number one for the one that I'm looking at is Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is the SBM one. Um, Lamar Jackson, one. Patty Mahomes, two. Deshaun Watson, three. Kyler, four. Dak five, Russell Wilson six, Matt Ryan seven, Tom Brady eight, 
Carson Wentz nine and Josh Allen ten. What? Um, if I'm going, <laughs> if I am ranking this and I and I'm creating my own top five, I'm going Patty Mahomes one. I'm going Russell Wilson two. I'm going Lamar three, Deshaun four, and then Kyler five. Now that's interesting because I have fantasy pros here by position, and it's Patrick Mahomes is the first. Lamar Jackson is second. Dak Prescott jumped to third. Russell what? Wilson is pushed up to fourth. Kyler Murray fell to five. And then Deshaun Watson's at six. Why are they disrespecting Deshaun like this? Because he lost DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I don't, I don't think Deshaun PPR. Watson's going to oh, have the I, same. This guess, is a PPR, this is a PPR uh, sheet yeah. ranking for those. I, I failed to realize that. But um, I would say if I had to rank my five, Patrick Lamar both can be first round. Not first round. I wouldn't pick them first round, but first round tier one would be the top two. Russell Wilson would be three. Dak Prescott should have a good year. Should he should? Um, I can understand the absolute hype around Kyler Murray. I get it. He still has to prove him. DeAndre Hopkins. I had him last year. He did pretty good, but I don't know who I would put in the five spot. But I don't think Kyler Murray's in the top five this year. He could be. I say his ceiling is number one. If that air raid offense gets off right, the Arizona Cardinals defense looked good last year towards the end. He has the right weapons. Um, who was the running back they picked up from Miami? Um, uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake looked like a monster. You get a passing game, a running game, and a good defense going, and you got Kyler who can run around because in my league, quarterbacks who run, that's some points. So if he connects, I think he could be the number one uh, quarterback. Uh, Quarterback this year, if everything works for him. What about you? Uh, I just go Patty, Lamar. I'm going to go Russell Wilson, then Deshaun, and then uh, I'll go Dak for five. And okay, so, Kyler so Kyler's off of your list. Okay. I, do, I do like Kyler a lot. I just I still think it's his second well, year. Well, I think people are looking at him as the next Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. Like Lamar. But, I, but I tell you what. I, I think mean, he you look better at, than Lamar. I think you look at everything around him. Um, you look at the weapons that he has. You think he even has a run game. He has an okay offensive line. And you saw how he, in the last eight games, kind of came into his own last year. I mean, he's off, hot off the heels. All right. So we got running backs. Um, we're going to give you the top ten. I'm looking at ESPN fans. ESPN again. Um, Christian Caffrey, one. Saquon, two. Zeke, three. Dalvin Cook, four. Alvin Kamara, five. Derrick Henry, six. Miles Sanders, 7. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 8. Kenyon Drake, 9. And uh, Nick Chubb, 10. So, interesting on Fantasy Pros. Christian McCaffrey, 1. Same thing for the top 3, pretty much. Saquon, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, 4. Dalvin Cook, 5. Derrick Henry, 6. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Edwards 7. Austin Eckler, 8. Nine is Miles Sanders, and ten is Kenyon Drake. Now, the interesting thing is, you said Nick Chubb in the top ten on ESPN. He's 14th. Disrespect. 14th. Now, my only fear is, you know who else is supposed to have a breakout year with all that good talent behind him? Baker Mayfield for the Browns. <laughs> you know, so if the Browns do suck, I mean, Nick Chubb, is a, he proved last year he can do anything. If they suck, they're just cursed. But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering... So I think the reason out. why I think the reason why they have Freddie Nick Kitchen. Chubb, it, I mean, Freddie Kitchen, he, Freddie Kitchen was <laughs> terrible, but Cream Hunt, I mean, 
Kareem Hunt is still. Into, I mean, he's still it. Like he's still good. He's still good. Still like kicked and last like last year he had like what a six day game suspension or something like that. It was, it was like it was like a not. It was. It was. It was like nine. It was. It was a long like time. Nine yeah. And so it, during that time, Nick Chubb was going off. Um. So who's your but top five? Instead of top five, <laughs> my question is: since it's kind of universal, I think we're all going to agree. Zeke, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, all that. I'm asking you, later round guys that you think are better than what these sheets. Now, I'll say this quick thing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire seems to be the running back one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care how crappy you are. You got Patrick Mahomes throwing to you. That is a machine. He's fast. So, I still get the hype around him. Him being in the top ten is questionable. That's crazy. I do think, though, Josh Jacobs is... You're saying later rounds? Yeah, so like people that you think is going to do better. Josh Jacobs, I think you're going to do well. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell might do better than what 19th I see. Chris Carson might have a good year. He's 17. And I think my other one, I think Aaron Jones is still going to be have a good year, but I don't know who. Man, with running backs, there's so many good ones. It's kind of hard to rank them for fantasy as long as you don't wait too long. I, I always pick running back first. So give me, give me, give me some, give me some stats. You say. For picking running backs, you go running back, running back in your league. We're me? about to do a ten-man league. Yeah, me? what do you think? I, how are you doing it? I always go running back, wide receiver, and then based off how players are getting taken off, everyone's taking receivers and running backs. Then I'll keep grabbing them. But with the third round, if someone's like grabbing tight ends or quarterbacks for some reason, I'll grab one of those next receiver. I always go. I go running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, and then I go quarterback. I think that there's there's very few times. Where I don't go running back, running back. If there's a top tier wide receiver, Julio, jo- or Julio Jones, Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. Julio, if if yeah. any of those are kind of like on the board, I always end up with Julio. Sometimes. Then I then I might go, but ninety nine percent of the time, if they're not like the number one available, and I had if I know that I have like ten and eleven, like. The back-to-back picks, then I might pick up a wide receiver there, just because they're so elite. You don't wait ten more people. Yeah, for me in my scenario in the league that I'm in with my friends, I'm eighth out of eight, so I have the eighth and the ninth pick. And doing some mock drafts, I could grab running back, running back. Yeah. But Michael Thomas, in one of the drafts I was at, was on the board. So I mean, it's like I can't. You just got to. It's like you know, do I want to take that? Now I picked. Now last year I got a little burnt. I picked. Devontae Adams, <laughs> and that hurt, I and David too. Johnson, so now I'm going to be a little oh. more cautious, but um, I'm thinking, you know, when it comes to uh, tight ends, instead of wide receivers, tight ends are much more, I would love your top five, because running backs, I feel like there's a consensus five. It, we're going to be the same. What would your top five off the top of your head right now? Uh, C-Mac, uh, Saquon. Are you doing running backs? We're going to do the top. I'm sure we're all basically going to have the same running backs. Um, I'm going Derrick Henry, four. Um, Just because I think Derrick Henry is still that guy. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to have to prove himself to me again. Um, So he's going to make it out. And then Dalvin Cook. So I'm going Saint, CMC, Saquon, Zeke. Uh, Dalvin Cook, and then Derrick Henry. What about you? Uh, ESPN's list is exactly what I think. So, CMC, Saquon, Zeke, Cook, and Kamara. And I'm not trying to be basic. I just That's exactly what I would if do. If I had to pick, 
Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. Dalvin Cook is a concern. He does get injured. I put Derrick Henry in front of him just because of the consistency. But I'm worried about his line. The, the Titans could be a one-hit wonder team. Yeah. And I would probably say Alvin Kamara at five. I mean, we the running backs, I'd say. He was, the, he was playing injured last year. Like the top five to six, seven running backs, I think, are universal. But the, the people I'm also worried about is tight ends. Give me tight ends, like top five. Because for this season. After two, maybe Kelsey and Kittle. Who, who are you grabbing? Eric Ebron. Okay. Hell no. I'm this is this is the one I think we have the most disagreements on. Bro, when he played with Andrew Luck, he was I'm going, phenomenal. I'm going with and I'm going Andrew with, Luck now. God rest. I'm going himself. with George Kittle one. Chilling out. I'm going with Travis Kelsey two. I'm going with Zach Ertz three. I'm going with um, I'm gonna go with De- Darren Darren Waller. Waller. I'm gonna go with him four, and I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with somebody who should always be there but never has lived up to it but maybe this is year and that is Hunter Henry 5 well I said Ebron earlier until I looked at the list but that's just because I'm biased now because he's on my team Eric Ebron is 18th on ESPN and I think he's going to have a great year he's always been clutch for me in fantasy 21 in, in fantasy give me your top 5 then uh, well my top 5 would be uh, I go Kittle first then Kelsey um I'll go Waller third because his season last year was phenomenal. I think he had the most yards at all tight ends, other than Kittle, or most touchdowns or one of the other. But uh, go Waller, uh, Andrews, and then you know I'll put Ebron at my five because I'm high on him. I would say Kittle at my number one, Kelsey number two. I'm gonna go crazy and say Evan Ingram if he's healthy on that Giants team will do. See, that's the thing. Though. He's not it's healthy. Always enough. where he's, he's not healthy. Injury. But when I would say Zach. I I would put Mark in Mark Andrews in front of Zach Ertz because I feel like this year, after being how good he was, that the Baltimore Ravens will have to play him more. Yeah, and that's with, the thing though. When he was it, on the field, Lamar Jackson was like, "I don't care if you're open. I'm throwing to Andrews." No, I I understand that. It's just the possibility of now. the pro- probability the possibility of the three tight end system, like. With Lamar literally going... They lost Hayden Hurst. Yeah, but still. I mean, you still have a lot... No matter if they got Hayden Hurst or whatever. Like, there's still a lot of weapons. There's still a lot of people. Where, like, George Kittle, there's not a really number one wide receiver. So, like, he is that main option. He is that main wide receiver option. I mean, that's like the same for the Ravens. They don't... Other than Marquise Brown. And what do they have? Did he get hurt last year? He was playing with, like... uh, I think something wrong with his. Uh, I think he had a steel rod in his leg or something. Jeez. So I don't, I don't know his ankle. I don't wide know receivers, I last one. Weird. I thought we did. I don't know. These are our top fives. Yes. Uh, DeAndre, Julio, Tyreek, Mike Evans, and Adam Thielen. You need to have Michael Thomas in the top five. I didn't mean to say that. I was. I mean, you I, can. I read I over just, that. Whoa. <laughs> My voice cracked there. It was uh, just your shock. Actually, uh, my bad. Take Adam Thielen out, put Mike Thomas. What about you, Jacob? <clears throat> going Mike Thomas one. I don't know why people sleep on Mike Thomas. Um, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins two. Um, I'm going with Devontae Adams three. Um, Julio four. And I'm going Adam Thielen five. Because I think without Stephon Diggs, without that second guy, Adam Thielen has to be that guy. And I think he will step up in that big way. Um, if I pick a top five, I'd say Michael Thomas at number one, DeAndre Hopkins at number two, Tyreek Hill at number three, 
Mike Evans at number four. And I'm I want to say DJ Moore will be up there, but I don't think he'll crack the top five. I probably would have to say. You know what? I think Stefan Diggs will be up there in the Bills offense. I think Stefan Diggs think that, will be a big, the big good jump. One. So my only my only problem with Devontae Adams is one, the injury last year concerned me, and two, Aaron Rodgers does not have another wide receiver. Name me the other wide receiver besides him on that team. Geronimo Allison. Okay. Are you throwing to him? If you have Devontae Adams, Mar- no, Mar- Mar- you just said name another guy. So he's the you're only gonna one be covered. He's great, but he's gonna be double covered, triple covered. But it's Aaron. A.A. Ron. Yeah, I guess A.A. <laughs> Ron was uh, down here at 13. So, um, I'm thinking that this year... They put Daniel Jones over Ben? Oh, here we go. Like, we're not getting into this now. No. My reaction is all I need to say. That's that's fine. I don't even, I don't even want to say um, it. I, I do think that they... I think that is kind of ridiculous. They might be. But um, I do think... My only concern with Julio is that Julio will either bring you a fantasy winning performance... Where the man will get six Zero. points, <laughs> and it's like well, that's how I feel about Amari Cooper. No in between. Yeah, it's like it's like it's one of those games where I'm watching as a Panther fan, watch him absolutely torch us and score like sixty points, or I'm watching uh, the Falcons game because the team I actually want to support, every other team besides the Falcons, are playing, and I go, <laughs> wow, does he exist? And I watch his little score. And my friend I'm playing against is like, you have one reception for like eighteen yards, and that's all you'll get out of him. Because I think Calvin Ridley might eat into his... He did last year. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to say something, and I, I, I just keep on, like... Keenan Allen still slept, slept on. Oh, for sure. For I mean, sure. Keenan Allen right here on this list is 21st. That's 21st? You can't tell me that he's... Twi- there are 20 guys better than Keenan Allen. Oh, whether he... And he, Keenan Allen, people think, is like 34, 35 years old. Keenan Allen's like... 29. Robert, they got Robert Woods over him. I still, I don't trust Robert Woods after last year. Um, I will still never forget the year that I had him. He was my only shot at winning a game, and then he lacerated his kidney on a touchdown catch, and I lost. So I that said, was like two years ago. Yeah, it was a few I years ago. That. I'll never forget. I was like, Keenan Allen can do this. And it was just like, the man just lacerated his kidney, and I go, and then, you know, I said some explicit words. So what about defenses, boys? Y'all see who's number one? Steelers, <laughs> I don't think that's. I think I don't know why y'all sleeping on my 49ers. 49ers. I mean, Bills, Buckner, Ravens. Okay, I'm just saying. We have, we got like eight first and you, rounders and on you that defense. You might have Mason Rudolph thrown out there again. So I mean, you know, who's really winning? <laughs> Helmet boy. <laughs> Helmet. What do you mean potentially? Ben's healthy. Saying if he gets ben, ben was healthy last year. Nope. I think if, I big, if, big, if big Ben is playing Juju Smith-Schuster, it's going to be higher on my list. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why Vikings are down to ten. I mean, we're talking about two, three years ago. We got like they good. got like three people that are all pros, like consistently. They got the um, Saints defense over there. The wild. Seahawks is the fourteenth. Not after the Crazy. Jamal Adams trade. No, they're probably top five. That Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams. No, not top five. Uh, look at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not going with Seattle. Who's grabbing Earl Thomas then? That's immediately the Cowboys. I think they the Cowboys. They won't win. unless unless he's playing against Derrick Henry, who made him a blocker. <laughs> he's usually pretty good. Yeah, that man turned that man yeah. around or, and or turned him to another team. Or the first time Mason got hit in the head with Earl Thomas. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 
Man, Mason Rudolph and Hanson. All right, boys, this is the most important question. Kickers. Justin Tucker, bro. Every year, Justin Tucker. He's the best kicker in the league. I'm going, I'm going – I always go with the most explosive offense, and so I'm going with uh, Harrison Here's, Butler. Listen, boys. I'm going to go with Sly. All 1% body fat, Joey Sly. Is the uh, old Italian <laughs> Stallion still playing in the league? Who? The, the Colts, yeah. Good Terry, is he still playing? I, I don't know. He, he actually has not said whether or not he is playing. So let's Google. Um, I'll never forget. I had a game that I came down to the Colts playing. He got 23 points for me. My kicker, Adam Vinatieri. He got more points than my 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 first round pick running back that week. Won me my game. Love a man for it. Oh yeah, yeah he said he's playing. This is 25th season and 48th year of. That man will. That life. man will die kicking a football. Well, that's wild because Chase McLaughlin is. Uh, <laughs> Number 13 on this list. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It says he wants to play. Maybe I'm wrong. Google could have lied. So, we're, ta- we're talking about So we were talking about the draft. Give me, give me some tips. Give me some tips. Jacob, take beginning of the draft. You take middle of the pack. I'll take last. Give me some tips if you take middle rounds. I mean, for the first, if I'm number one. Let's see you the first three picks out of really, a nine-person draft. Not, I don't ten, really ten, prepare ten, myself. I just go at I, then you, if I got the first pick, then you got to go with C Mac, especially if it's PPR. I mean, a thousand, a thousand, like that can't like C Mac can win you like single handedly win you a league, um, especially like, if it's deep enough. For if, sure. Especially, yeah. Um, so I would go with C Mac. Then on the back end, I would see what what we have on the board. If we have a semi decent, I would go with running back. And then if I have the next two picks, wide receiver, running back, or something in that order, where I can get my because that that's the thing with uh, having the th- first couple picks. That's the thing with having the first couple picks, but also the first couple rounds is the drop off of running back is so steep, steep, steep. that like once it's over, it's like if once you, you start going downhill, you get like it's like if you don't get your two in the you get J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> like what, what what ranking? So we have the top. God, how many running backs? 85 running backs. Peyton Barber, 85th. Shout out to my boy coming in last. After which number? So let's say after, like, what, 25? Would you say, like, this, the, the drop-off becomes, like, almost exponential? Because I'm going to say you have the elite. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think after... Like to me, I'm after 20, 20. After 20. Of, like, once you start to get... To me, after you start to get to Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, who do, we don't know whether he's going to be a starter or not, uh, Devin Singletary, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, D- David like Montgomery, who got carted off the field today. Yeah. Like, Wait, nobody what? knows what's going. David Montgomery might have a old groin, or he might have a Yeah, he break. got carted off the yeah. practice field today. But to me, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't know. You go like, from elite to good to, like, backups. Well, when would you say, like, Let's say that you know you're you're like six rounds in the top. After what point are you saying like I'm just taking flyers everywhere else? At what point? Now, what number in running backs would you say like I no longer really want any of these people? I'd say forty. 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 I would get Tevin Coleman. There's some good players there. Matt Breida. I would not. The only person that is in the top forty that I might Wait, possibly get. I'm confused on the question. So you're after which point in 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 the draft order of running backs would you say like the talent is not worth a higher like like a pick? 
It's like oh. you're sitting like middle of the pack. It's like, like you might seven, get them as a bench player, like, but it's they're like not. The seven, talking starters? I'm talking like oh, you okay, would start yeah. these individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. if you okay. on a good matchup. Let's 20, be nice. 21. 21? 21 is James Conner. And to James Conner. Of course he does. But I, I, would, I, I get James Conner. But I'm going to be honest with you. Other than Melvin Gordon, I think that James Conner is like – if Big Ben's healthy, you just miss well, you. I'm biased, good. but like he had a great. But we, I mean, Pro Bowl we talked about him being good. Yeah, yeah. It's a Pro Bowl year he had. But I'm gonna be honest with you. When you get to wide receivers, I wouldn't get David Johnson. To me, it's a. So to me, it's a shit show of like, you you could like, like, like Tyler, Will, Will Tyler Fuller, Boyd could just go off. Yeah, like Will Fuller could be great. If he's Stephon Diggs is thirty. Like, what? Um, you got. Let's see who you got. Golden Tate, which is 41, could be the number one wide receiver for right. Daniel Jones. I mean, you got Jerry jo- J- Jerry Judy, which is 51. But you also have people like, um, let's see, Sandy, Sandy Alvin, Alvin Ridley, to me, great player. Don't know if he's going to, like, show out this Larry year. Larry Fitz is 64. Man. I mean, fantasy-wise, though. I say when I'm when I since I'm drafting in the back of the pack, I usually, depending on how desolate the running backs become in the first round, in the first in the first row, if it's like running back, running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, then me load up on receivers and trade. I would have to take a running back because in my league, running backs will win you a game. But going ahead, when is the earliest you would take a quarterback? Three. The round three? That's the earliest I would ever take one. Which what 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 quarterbacks would you pick a round three pick on? Mahomes. Mahomes is it? And I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably. This is gonna be this is gonna be hot take. All right. Ten. The highest Ten. round you take a quarterback? Ten. Because dude, you look at anywhere. The quarterbacks you, get the most points. Yes, I know. But you look not, at not in my league. You look at round ten. You're crazy. <laughs> I can probably get a Drew Brees. At, at, at around ten, I can probably get. Well, there's uh, a normal non-run. Like if all, if I listen, my I can probably get an Aaron Rodgers in my my fear in a draft. That's crazy. Would probably be like not what's going on. Everyone picks tight ends. I'm losing my mind. If it's like the first round and people are like tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end. Yo, the draft I did last week, some dude picked Mahomes with the first pick. I would have lost my mind. I, I, mean, I screamed. I was like. What are you doing? He he is the only individual where like if you were playing like like if the quarterbacks had more points yeah. like towards them for like long bomb touchdowns, it, it makes sense. maybe he's like the only quarterback I would ever see going in the first. It was just a regular I take that back. If if Russell Wilson was if Russell Wilson was present mm-hmm. in round number six, I might take him. But Russell know. Wilson, to me, is the only person that I might. Waiting to 10 is crazy. I mean, by, by round your, number. Yeah, but I can grab a Josh. Listen. I can, ride, Josh, I can Josh grab Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a poor man's running quarterback. I don't want Josh Allen. I want a good quarterback. But then I, I ask you then, you know, you know, it, anything you want to finish off before I slap you for that? No, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying, no, I'm just like, saying like, like fantasy, I want someone that's like top 10. I would. But that's I, what I would, to say. Dude, so to me, to me, I run with the two quarterback system. 
of like I might get a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, if you had a two quarterback league, I could see you grabbing one early. We only have a one quarterback, and then like yeah, to me, I might. You don't have one on your dude. In all honesty, yeah, you have one on your bench, but you mean like starting to? Yeah, like there's some leagues you have a super flex for a quarterback as an option. That's dude. I might like my quarterback usually. When I get one, like three rounds later, I'll get another one to have like a like. For instance, I'm looking at out, not even picking inside the top ten. I would probably get Ben Roethlisberger and Baker Mayfield and just for a, for a two QB starting. No, just like one starter, uh, one bench. Look at the matchups and look at the matchups. Talking exactly. about top ten players, Messi left Barcelona. Now, to the people who don't follow soccer. That's Jesus Christ leaving <laughs> God for a different team. So you for, made for you made an apt comparison. That's like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. It's like I honestly staple. think that it's yes, it, it is a staple. And in soccer, I mean, he's been players. he's been in like with the Barcelona organization for over like fifteen years. It's nuts, which is wild. And he's only like thirty three years old. The, um, like I said, Jesus Christ. But I think that the reason why he did it is because Lionel Messi is the ultimate competitor, and like they haven't built a team around. They haven't built a team team around him before that. Like, like they years. had, like they had a team. Then they but, had, they had Suarez, and I know some of the players that played on that team. They were really good, but they all left. Yeah, where's he and, going? We know he wants to play for Manchester people, City. Some people are saying Manchester City is kind of the England, spot. the yeah. Premier League. I go Manchester United versus Manchester City, but they get. <laughs> But, so, you know, talking about, is, is the soccer, do you think individual players matter in soccer in yes. terms of, like, fans, fans playing, paying attention to, well, I'm talking about, like, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Were oh, Patriot fans okay. going with Tom Brady to Tampa Bay yes, they were. and saying, I'm following Tom Brady? I would or are you go saying with, it's more like... They were until they got killed. Like, I think that, yes, I do think that it is more team-oriented in football than it is in soccer, because, like... For instance, I don't know anything about soccer, but Chelsea's my team because they have the American kid, uh, Polizic, Polizic, something like that. Pol, I know, I know you're talking about. He's like, yeah, he's like but twenty. I, I have Chelsea as my team because of our American Christian guy, Polizic. Yeah, um, and so I think it is a lot more individual oriented, um, and so like until when, you get to the World like Cup. Ronaldo, like. Not many pe- people were big fans of Juventus or Juventus or whatever it's called <laughs> before Ronaldo so got like there, name, and it's like, name. and it's like once he got there, it's like, all right, I'm a Juventus fan, and it's like, and I think that it is very much more. Um, I think it's the difference between American sports culture and European. That's not true. Look at LeBron James. I guarantee you, people are following him around. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, but I, I think it's the same because like those people in those cities love their teams. But I think that LeBron James is an exception. Like, people who Michael, like, Michael Jordan left the Bulls. In but w- let's talk about let's like, talk about somebody else's favorite. Barcelona player. fans. Well, are still my, gonna, my, one of my friends' favorite players is Tracy McGrady, and he's going to crucify me if I'm wrong. He followed him around just to his favorite teams for his favorite. But players. we're also but you got to remember we're talking about like number one people. Like, Tracy McGrady was the GOAT at that time. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. But if a... If Terry Rozier left the Hornets, I'm not following Terry Rozier. Yeah, say my favorite player in the league is C.J. McCollum. (laughs) And if C.J. McCollum leaves the Trailblazers and goes to the Magic, I'm not going to go, you know what? 
I'm a Magic fan now. Like, <laughs> that's literally like me. I hate the Celtics, but Kemba left, and I'm happy for him, but I'm still dead inside. Yeah, like, exactly. Kemba Walker. Like, he left the Hornets. He went to the Celtics. Not many people are going to go to the Celtics that's and be a Celtics fan. That makes sense. I mean, this is this has been a good discussion, I guess. I mean, this this has been a good thing. I mean, it's I mean probably the biggest bombshell in sports happened today. But other than that, I think this has been a good uh, a good debate so far. Yeah. So, a couple more days for football. I don't know what's going on with basketball. Hockey still exists. I don't know. It's happening. How big? <laughs> I, I still follow hockey. I don't know how big of an impact this will because there's also Canada up there and hockey and everything. But oh yeah, they're like Canadians. <laughs> Shout out. Them. And then you know we'll Shout see what happens. Team. All right. All right, y'all. Have a good week.